0: Log Talk Radio.
2: pastor staff, how are you this morning that's what I like to hear that's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so where were you all week we started shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew As we talked about, my husband is 14 years older than me, and oh, there are some things I wish I had thought about when it came to this age gap relationship. Well, one of the things, making new friends was going to be a little more difficult as a couple than I thought because... Hey, there's an age difference, so you can't expect to, (laughs) you know, make friends like it was like you and your girlfriend and your college people. No, the other thing she said she didn't think of was that there would be like some awkwardness when it came to this 14-year-old age gap. Well, hello. You know, you're just starting college, and he's about to retire and get a Social Security check. So there are things that, you know, we just don't think about when it comes to these relationships sometimes. Oh, the other story that we talked about, I don't know what goes on with people. Well, a gentleman, after being married for 20 years to his childhood sweetheart, says that when he came out as transgender, his wife didn't have any more attraction to him. Well, not when you were transitioning. Yeah, when you started taking hormone replacement pills and you went from being this big muscle building individual to now sharing lipstick. <laughs> no, it's not going to be the same. So, you know, I don't I don't know what these people think will happen when you you know, start to change. When you begin to change and you change the dynamics of your relationship, then the dynamics of your relationship change. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could figure it out. But uh, I have not been able to figure out why they can't figure it out. Well, it would not be a Monday if we did not get the tip with shantice. Well, The switch tip this week, be on alert. Well, it always seems to go along with our stories. And, yes, you need to be on alert. For the relationship shifts, when things shift, when you shift the relationship, guess what? Your relationship is going to shift. And, you know, you're going to have to think about all the little things that go on on the inside. You know, everything does not show up on the outside. And then there are things that show up on the outside that indicate what's happening on the inside. You know, so come on, you also have to be alert for the enemy. The enemy is going to show up in any shape, form, or fashion in order to distract you, in order to, you know, really get in your head. And I don't mean the enemy is in your head. So pay attention, pay attention, because the enemy cannot get in your head. But the enemy will be in your head by influencing you with all the things that are around you. So come on, come on, come on. Be on alert. The enemy is lurking, seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. From, okay, alrighty. Well, we moved on to let's talk about a Tuesday Church Folk Day, and oh my 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 my, we talked. To our panel about mm, the woman who wrote into TikTok about her son who came home from kindergarten, five years old, and they were playing pretense along, and he had on fingernail polish. Well, she thought it was fine. No problem. You know, they're playing in school. Well, Dad did not enjoy that idea. No, not at all. She was really upset because when Dad came home and spotted his son with fingernail polish on, he lost it and threatened to call the school. And she wrote into to the TikTokers and asked, you know, was she the one who lost it and they said no. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Men don't generally take too kindly to their boy childs, you know, wearing skirts and dresses and things like that. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's this concept that while well, they're kids and, you know, they're just playing, well, what was the switch tip? Be on alert because that's how the enemy infiltrates. Remember, these children can go to school these days and tell the school who and what they are, and the parents are none the wiser. So you need to pay attention to everything that your children get involved in. Pay attention to everything that your children do because today it's fingernail polish and not for every child, but tomorrow it's the dress. The next day it's the lipstick. The next month it's the high heel shoes. And before you know it, he's completely playing dress-up and later saying that he always felt like a little girl. So, you know, Again, this is not everybody's destination, but it happens over and over again. So, come on. Let's make sure we stay on alert. Wow. Wow. Wednesday rolled around and we got to talking to our girls, Vivian and Shantise, as Vivian gave us a socially conscious segment about the pizzeria was who was that was across the street from the school and was busted for selling crack heroin fentanyl and all kinds of drugs and again you know this is not the first time we've heard this and unfortunately you know we have to watch where our children go we all know how the pizzeria stays jam-packed after school well We also talked about the NTA supervisor who was fired for taking multiple flights to Florida while on the clock. On the clock. Yeah, he claims that uh, he didn't realize that he was still on the clock when he was traveling to Florida. How? Mm, how are you going to work that one out? Okay, well, <sighs> we have to really be careful of the things that we say because we have to understand that not everything makes sense to people because it doesn't make sense, period. Alrighty? All righty. Well, the ladies got to talking about ways to show respect for yourself. And one of the things that we talked about was being responsible for your own spiritual growth and your own emotions. Yes. You know, you can't leave that and give that to someone else. That's something that that's some. Those are two things that you really got to make sure that you are on top of, because that's your relationship. That spiritual growth is your relationship with God, and you surely cannot put that into the hands of others. No way in the world. No way in the world. Okay. One of the other things that we talked about was. Uh, Understanding that your nutritional needs affect and show how you respect yourself. Yeah. You know, we go over health tips all the time here on this due time. And I have to tell you, it really helps us to focus on, you know, the things that we eat. The stuff that we ingest and, and put into our bodies. And we really have to make sure that, you know, the things that we eat affect our mind, our body, and our spirit. And where do you think that comes out to? Uh Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's make sure that we show our self-respect on all different levels because people are always watching us. Okay, alrighty. Well, yesterday was Therapeutic Thursday, and oh, we had a really good conversation with the due time crew about healthy versus toxic relationships and the indicators and how people have, you know, been in toxic relationships and didn't really realize they had been in toxic relationships until they were in healthy relationships. Not only that, but, you know, you don't really appreciate certain things until you're no longer in it. All right, It was an excellent conversation to be had, and I advise you to go back and listen to the entire week. It's been a phenomenal week. It really, really has over here on It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, okay? Well, today is Freestyle Friday, yes! And we get to do whatever we want to do over here. Well, talk to the men is basically what we do. So I'm definitely looking forward to it as we have come all the way from Monday. It's been live and on point over here. And I'm expecting today to be just as good. So, you know, go ahead and... uh, get that healthy breakfast, go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
0: Who has time to get a mammogram? I get it. You're busy. There's work. There are kids or grandkids to look after. You have so many things to take care of. October is Breast Cancer
2: Awareness Month, and I'm joining Lifetime to ask you to take a moment to put your health first. Get your mammogram. It might save your life, and nothing on your to-do list is more important than that. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday. Yes, we made it. We made it. By the grace of God, we made it, y'all. Yes. And only, only, only. By the grace of God, we're even here in our right frame of mind. Just even thinking about anything sane. Thinking about what we're going to do for the weekend as God spares our life. If he should spare our life. And, you know, thinking about what we may have gone through during the week. But regardless of what you've gone through, we have really really, really been on the blessed side of life, and we really have so much to be grateful for, so much, so much, so much to be grateful for, and I'm ready to get our morning started, all righty. well... You know how we do. I try to keep an entertainment who-new in my arsenal for Friday mornings. And I came across this article, and I was like, yes, I want to talk about this. Because as you know, this is 50 years of hip-hop, and, you know, we've been celebrating all year. Well, I didn't, you know... I wasn't a part of that. I started catching up ah, on the latter part of the year. But there was an article about Crush Groove. Remember that? Crush Grooving. Uh, yeah. And we, you know, we had a whole lot of uh, actors back then who turned out to be, you know. Somebody later. Well, if I can remember correctly, Crush Group was about Russell Simmons and his rise to fame. Yes, yeah. and how he got, you know, all his little uh, acts underneath his, um, what do you call that label? And his relationship and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, it was back in the day where, you know, these, some of these actors were like, you know, really just getting started. A lot of them had no acting skills, no acting experience. And they have this article, where are they now? And I was like, yes, 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 because immediately I remembered one major player in this movie, and he is huge right now. So I couldn't wait to get started. Well, where's director Michael Schultz? Yeah, he was the one who... Was responsible for directing Crush Groove. He also directed Cooley High, Car Wash, Bustin' Loose with Richard Pryor. And I was like, well, he must be like a hundred years old right about now. But guess what? Well, he is still directing. Yeah. Is still directing, and he recently directed The Wonder Years. Now I don't know if anyone of you, any of you know, but The Wonder Years has they done like a reboot, but they've done it with our side of the fence. Yeah, so I've never watched it because I've never been a, the Wonder Years person. But I mean, it might be about something. Never know. Never know. So, Michael Schultz is still hanging around. Well, one of the main players of Crush Groove, I don't know if y'all even remember this, Blair Underwood. Yes, nappy-headed Blair Underwood, who was like ah, like straight mediocre during the movie. This was one of his very, very, very uh, first movies, and... He uh, he portrayed Russell Walker And we all know that Blair Underwood is big time Now, I've been listening to the Bible experience Remember the Bible experience from like 2007, I think Yeah, it was the early 2000s And that was a cast of African American actors, entertainers Uh, clergy, people we knew, and they put, put together this audio book of the Bible. Well, Blair Underwood, I don't know if you knew this, but Blair Underwood was the voice of Jesus. And I have to tell you right now in our reading the Bible from cover to cover, it has been an amazing listen. And he is, oh, my goodness. I don't know how long he studied this, read, but what I tell you, he, for me, he blows it out of the park. He is so on point. Oh, if you have not listened, you have got to listen because he makes every bit of difference in reading and listening. His delivery of Jesus' words Oh, my goodness. You can just, I'm dead serious. It's almost like he talked to Jesus himself and got some pointers. You know how you do a character study? Yeah, he's phenomenal, phenomenal. So I remembered he was in this, and I was like, you know, what are they going to say about him? Because we all know what Blair Underwood is doing. Well, next year, God spares, he's supposed to be in an Ava DuVernay's uh, movie, origin, so I don't know you know what that's about, it doesn't say but he has you know, some uh, work that he's about to get involved in, so that would be nice well, Sheila E, remember Sheila E, the bad drummer, oh nasty, well she also did a little bit of singing, well she was a major part of this Movie, And she unfortunately passed away back in 2019. Well, she was a four-time Grammy nominee and, you know, no, you know what, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, because I got a little mixed up there. No, she dated Prince, who passed away. Y'all got to forgive me. Because I'm like, well, I didn't know Sheila E. died. She was just in something I saw. Well, she's still touring. Homegirl is still touring. Y'all got to forgive me for that one, because I was a little lost myself. Remember, I don't look at this stuff. I want to be just as surprised as the rest of you. Um, But, yeah, so she's still hanging around. She still looks very good. She still looks very good. She She does. She does. She does. All right, the Fat Boys, remember the Fat Boys? Well, they say that, you know, they went on to, you know, make a whole lot of records, and I don't remember a whole lot of records, maybe y'all do, but they did um, make a couple of, you know, records. They started off, they did their little stint, in this movie and they did another movie I remember they were in another movie and unfortunately the one who was the human beatbox he died back in 1995 he was 28 years old he had a heart attack and Mark Prince Marky D Morales passed away in 2021 at the age of 52 that was the lighter skin Individual. And I think he's the one who has a child with, what's her name, Pepper from Song Pepper. I believe that they have a child together. Well, um, well the last one was Kurokski, and he is the last surviving member. And, you know, he's just out here, you know, just hanging on to his little name and doing his little thing and, you know, living life. All right. Well, remember, Run DMC was in the movie. Yes. Well, we all know that Jam Master Jay uh, passed away in 2002. But the other two, Run DMC, they are still doing their thing, living out their little legacy. And remember, what is his name? Run had the... the. Uh, the family uh, show, the reality show, runs house. Remember that? Yeah. And he's, you know, his kids are pretty, you know, popular and in the business. I think one of his sons, you know, he, he said he wanted to be a triple threat, so he's out here. He's doing his little thing. So I think one of his girls, um, sneaker girls, she she was, uh, the girls had like a sneaker line. So they're doing their little thing. They're doing their little thing. Curtis Blow. Remember Curtis Blow? These are the breaks. Yeah, he was in that, if you remember. Well, he had a rough life. um, But he, you know, he's doing his little thing. He's still out here. You know, they're really getting it. It's 50 years of hip-hop, so a lot of them are getting their, Uh, names kind of back out in the limelight as, you know, they're getting their notoriety for all of their contributions into the world of hip-hop, so he's one of them. Uh, Now, I don't remember this. They said the Beastie Boys was actually in this movie I don't remember them being in the movie at all. So we know that the Beastie Boys, you know, they they have their name and they're doing their little thing. I think some one of the members or a couple of members may have passed away. Um, they oh, you know what? One of the uh, Adam Yauch passed away in 2012. They say from cancer at 47. So they have the other two surviving members there hanging out and they're doing their Beastie Boys thing, okay? LL Cool J, remember he had his little cameo in there, and we know that LL Cool J has really done his thing since then. I mean, he has been in several movies he was on one of the CSI franchise, if he's not still on it. But he uh, he actually took some acting classes, I remember them saying. And he really ended up getting his acting together. So every once in a while, you know, he'll pop his head up and do some music. But uh, that's a... Uh, that's it. Yeah, they've, those were the top players. So we uh, see where they have been. And uh, go back and check the movie out. I mean, it may be a little hard to watch because, again, like I said, you know, a lot of them just got started and, you know, so there was no real acting ability, in, you know, at that time. But... You know, as time has gone on, things have definitely improved. I know Sheila E. played a role, if I can remember correctly, in Family Business. The Family Business, and that's like a BET original with Ernie Hudson and what's her name from uh, Half and Half, the Valerie Padafore, Padafore, Padafored from Half and Half, she's on there, and they play, like, uh, some mega mogul couple, and um, who else is on there? Darren DeWitt Henson, yeah, so Sheila E. had a little small role at one point in there. She didn't do too bad, she didn't do too bad, so, go back and check out Crush Groove, bring up some nice, good memories, alrighty? Well, what are we talking about today? Well, I want to, you know, I always kind of give this little mishmash uh, thing, you know, some little piece of uh, news, but it's not news, but... Always like a little fun tip or whatever fun information. Well, listen. Here's what we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes this morning. They say that at restaurants that you really need to skip certain items. Do not buy certain items. Well, one of the things that comes up on this list, they say, do not use the bottled ketchup on the table. They say it's more than likely blended with other bottles. Now, I do know that Shantese has said that there's a terminology and they say you're not supposed to marry the ketchups so and that's, you know, you're not supposed to pour from, like, one bottle into the next. Well, do you really think they don't do that? Because that means that you'd have to throw out quite a few bottles, especially when it gets down to the lowest, you know, Point, you don't want to put an empty bottle of ketchup on a table. Well, they say skip that bottle of ketchup. Now, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know what they're supposed to do. So I got to ask them. I got to ask them, what do you do if you don't, you know, eat the ketchup that's married? What are you supposed to eat if you need ketchup? I don't know. Maybe y'all know. If you know, let me know. Okay. Well, they say the par- the chicken parmesan. Skip that because most times the chicken parmesan is overcooked. Okay? So do not eat the chicken parmesan. Now, maybe you can go to one of your favorite restaurants and the chicken parmesan is pretty good, but they were like, nah, skip it. Skip it, skip it, skip it. They say most times the chicken parmesan is frozen anyway. So you're not getting any fresh, let's say, chicken cutlet, but you're getting something frozen. Shanti says, ask for packets of ketchup. Okay, do not eat the ketchup off the table from the bottle. Ask for packets of ketchup. Thank you. All righty. They say the tap water is okay to drink, but you would do better asking for bottled water, okay? They say not all restaurants have a filter or a water purifier, so don't get the water. Now, that's big for me because most times I don't drink anything else, so... And how much do you pay for bottled water? And I have tons of water in my house. So, yeah. But you can taste water, you know, for a water connoisseur such as as myself. I can taste when the water is no good. But they say you may want to skip the regular water and ask for bottled water. Oh, they say you might want to skip the soup because today's soup special is actually yesterday's special. <laughs> oh, they say, my, you know, that's the way they disguise some leftovers from the previous day. And that's what they give you. It's not actually fresh soup that they've made, you know, even if it's not the whole, you know, the whole, even if they throw in some fresh, Uh, ingredients that you may want to leave that okay Uh, don't eat raw bean sprouts no because they say that breeds bacteria and salmonella listeria and E. coli have been found in raw bean sprouts So make sure if you eat bean sprouts, they are cooked. Okay? Oh, okay. So for those who love the buffet, now we've talked about this before, but in a different way. And now that we've been doing even, you know, a little shift in different health tips, one of the things that keeps coming up, we keep getting and I keep finding and I keep bringing to the table for you all this food temperature issue and they say that the buffet is really, really dangerous, really, really dangerous because the hot food really needs to be kept at a certain temperature And the cold food has to be kept at a certain temperature. And because this food sits at the buffet for an anonymous amount of time is really very dangerous. And a lot of the food regulations is hard to be maintained at a a buffet. So, you know, be very careful of what you eat at a buffet. The salad, they say they everybody always charges way too much for a house sal- salad. So they're like, when you eat salad, make sure you get it at a reasonable rate because they say salads are always marked up. Paying extra 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 money for your salad, so unless it comes with like i guess what's it's like uh Olive Garden where they're giving you like the salad and it's like a rolled out salad where they just keep giving you more and more more more, but like certain uh like salad bars they say is really over expensive okay,
3: ah, uh, what else
2: are they saying oh. They say watch out for the fresh-squeezed juices. They say it's more like fresh-squeezed bacteria. Oh, here's what they're talking about. The hand-washing. Yeah. The hand-washing and the washing of the actual fruit. Remember the other day we were talking about the... The uh, the the lemons and I said don't let them don't you know put the lemon in your water because a lot of times those lemons are not washed and all that those germs are going into your water yes so between them not washing the fruit possibly and them not washing their hands properly and they're squeezing your Freshly squeezed juice, you may run into some nastiness there. And a whole lot of germs, they say. Bread baskets. Oh, please don't talk to me about the bread baskets. Because how many times have you gone to a restaurant and it's like you are dying? You're so hungry. And the bread that's going to hit the table is so important. Well... Dirty hands. Dirty hands. They say be careful of the dirty hands. They say that, you know, when you... (laughs) Be careful of not only the dirty hands that are serving. I mean, we can't really tell. But even the hands that go in the basket at the table. Because most times people don't use hand sanitizer or go to the bathroom and wash their hands. So they say be very careful. Make sure, like when you go to, what's that restaurant? They give peanuts. Um, Texas Roadhouse. They give peanuts and things like that where it's like everybody can put their hands in it. So, yeah, the, the peanuts may be in a shell, but if everybody's hands have been in the peanuts and the shells have been touched by everybody else's hands, and when you go to eat the raw peanuts, oh, it just goes on and on and on, and it's just like, oh, no. So they say be very careful of that. Oh, unpasteurized cheeses. They say those cheeses are really, really, really um, listeria-infected. So you really take a chance. When you eat, like, cheeses like brie and queso fresco, yeah, be very careful that they, you know, are not, they don't have any mold on it because these particular cheeses breed a lot of bacteria. Okay. Oh, they say to-go boxes. Yeah, be careful of to-go boxes because the food that's in the to-go box has been sitting there. Yeah. So it depends on what's in the to-go box, but, you know, if it's been sitting there, remember this room temperature issue for food is uh, really, really deep. Really going to get a lot of people sick. I tell you, when you think about how God has really protected us over the years, oh boy, we should have been dead a long time ago. I always say that. They say be careful of the sweet tea, that because of our own individual taste buds, sweet tea is already very, very, very sweet, is already loaded with a lot of sugar, And if we decide that we're going to add more sugar to it, that really is not good for your diabetes, for your heart, and all of that kind of stuff. Okay? Daily specials, and I'm going to end with that one. They say daily specials, they say, are just a sneaky way of getting rid of food. Yeah. Yeah. Food that they have to get rid of before they lose it. So they say they use a lot of leftover meats, old sauces, old vegetables, and, ooh, so a lot of foodborne illnesses are in these specials because they've kind of been hanging around. Oh, boy. Eat at home. I mean, and this is just... And that's, like, big for us because when we're working, we, we're we too tired to eat, to cook. And we be in here sometimes starving, trying to find something to eat. There's food in here, but nobody wants to cook because we've just spent the day working. And when you read all of this kind of stuff, oh, boy. So those are some of the things you may want to think about while you're eating out. All right. Don't say Pastor Steph didn't warn you. Don't say Pastor Steph didn't warn you. Well, we've got a story this morning that is like really sad. They call him the baby-faced Oklahoma teenager. Well, he is 60 years old, he is four foot nine, and he has a rap sheet that is a little too long for anyone's comfortability, and he's responsible for shooting a 5-year-old girl in the neck as part of a gang initiation. They say he was convicted of 10 charges against him, including shooting with intent to kill, firearm possession, and drug possession, In the April 2022 drive-by shooting in Tulsa, he'd been traveling in a stolen SUV when he opened fire hitting a five-year-old girl in the neck and shoulder. Thank God she lived because they said had it been like an inch away, she wouldn't have made it. Well, he had been trying to get into the Tulsa's Hoover Crips, gang, and that was their initiation for him, and they say he's been wreaking havoc all over the neighborhood, wearing gang colors, carrying guns and knives, and uh, threatening the neighbors, harassing the neighbors, and they say he looks, and you should see these mug shots, he looks about 10 years old. And they say he does look much younger than he really is. He weighs about 90 pounds. He escaped from the Tulsa Juvenile Center by jumping a fence while a guard was distracted. They say that his family, and this reminds me of the kid who shot the teacher, the 6-year-old, shot the teacher they say that he's been a danger for many years and his family talks about the fact that he's just a menace and he has an aunt who testified that a nephew has been neglected his entire life by both his mother and his father who's been in and out of prison. And you know, it's like, well, how much do you expect from him?" Uh Well, they sentenced him to fifty years in prison for this shooting. Five zero. Now, he can do five years, and then they will review. And see if they're going to stick to this fifty years. Now, there was a law passed that they couldn't give children life. Well, I guess they figured they'd stay away from that one, so they gave them fifty years. And the argument has been: Do they really know what they're, you know, what they've done when they have? Committing crimes at such a young age. And they overturned quite a few uh, com- uh, uh, sentences during the COVID because they said that you're giving children a life sentence when they were not responsible for a lot of the different crimes that were committed and, you know, how do you put them away for the rest of their life when they really have not had a chance to live, blah, 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 blah. So they had to do longer terms in jail, but the life they couldn't do. So you had some individuals who had already spent like 20 and 30 years in jail who were subsequently released, and it didn't really matter the crime that they had committed. Well, if you were sentenced to life as a child, then you had to do something that was really heinous. So even though they had done, you know, just this major crime, they did release them. After, like, 20, 30 years, they felt like, you know what, we've re- re- excuse me, we've reviewed your case, we see that, you know, hey, we uh, we think you deserve another chance. So that's one of the reasons why with this particular kid, after five years, even though he'll serve five years into a 50-year sentence, they'll review and, then they'll make a determination how they move forward. Because maybe at 21, he'll have a different mindset. Maybe he'll be, you know, not as influenced. Maybe some person would have gotten to him. Maybe God would have dealt with him by then. I don't know. But it's kind of good to know that in five years, they'll... Review, and I'm not even saying necessarily let him out, but at least if he thinks that there's you know an opportunity for him to have a better life, then you know hey maybe he'll do better because a lot of people and I and I'm living this with you know somebody else and and I've heard this over the years, you know, some people live by this creed, well, you say I ain't nothing, so I ain't going to be nothing. That is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but for whatever the reason is, people do this, and they have this mindset, so that's why my thought is, at 16 years old, you know, the family says that he never had any intention. Now, I don't know what kind of intention he's going to get up in the jail, but again, you know, maybe if they put him in some programs, you know, to, you know, give him a give him a little therapy, some counseling, you know, maybe then the right person will get to him and he'll find a reason to live and be, you know, a decent citizen. He won't feel like he can throw his hands up in the air because nobody cares about him or nobody's paying him any attention. Blah blah blah. So hopefully and prayerfully, the little baby-faced finster. Oh, boy. What else are we talking about? Well, you know what's on the news now about this huge Maine uh, mass shooting? Well, I don't want to talk more about that than I want to talk about, before I bring my men on, I want to talk about this main representative Jared Golden well excuse me they say he's uh, he's been fighting he's been fighting the banning of assault style weapons several times he's had to vote and he has voted against banning these uh weapons. Well, see, we always say until it reaches your lap, it always looks different. So, as he's been voting against these assault weapons, he's had no problem despite the fact that for years, for years these assault-style weapons have been used over and over and over again, even to the degree where they have found several in these people's possession. You know, it wasn't like there was just this one that they they all had one that they used and things like that, and no, nothing, nothing, nothing. He's never, ever, ever voted in favor of getting rid of these weapons. Well, now that the mass shooting has taken place in Maine. Oh, he says, quote, I have opposed efforts to ban deadly weapons of war, uh, of war like the assault rifle used to carry out these crimes, but the time has come for me to take responsibility for this failure. Which is why I now call on the United States Congress to ban assault rifles like the one used by the sick perpetrator of this mass killing. I ask for forgiveness and support as I seek to put this end, put this put an end to this terrible and these terrible type shootings. Well, well. Well, you know, all these people had to die. Was it eighteen? Eighteen people. This creep actually went into a children's bowling alley. Yeah, this was this was a kids' um, event. He had this children's league going on. He also went to a local bar. And 18 people. So unfortunately, it had to take 18 people in your hometown to die. Now, when everybody else was dying, when all the kids were dying in schools, Look at all the times when these assault rifles were used in the schools. It didn't matter. You didn't see any reason to ban these assault rifles. But the moment it hit your hometown, now you have a change of heart. And it's so sad that this is the way it has to go down. Well, let me talk to my gentlemen and see what they're what they're thinking about this here. Let's say good morning to our Brother Aisley. Good
1: morning, Brother Aisley. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning.
2: How are you?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Thank you. And you sound good good. yourself.
2: Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Something's trying to give me like a little cold, but other than that, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. So, let's start all off with right. the lighter stuff. We talked about the foods that they say you need to stay away from in the restaurant. <laughs> Is there something that you have found that you used to eat or you used to go for It's it like, nah, I had to let that go? Anything for you? Um,
1: uh, you know what? I want to get some breakfast this morning. But if you start talking about this food, I'm like, that's all right. I just eat there.
2: Because
1: I don't want to get sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. You know, I, I had to incur my uh, eating habits uh, quite a bit the last few years. Um, but uh, one thing I had to kind of leave or not stay away from is Popeye's fried chicken. Wow. So now why ate, Popeye's?
2: That's one of our household favorites. Why? Why Popeye's?
1: I know, I know. Man. Listen, one I, I, this one incident. So, like you said, sometimes you you're tired. you don't feel like cooking. You know, you don't, you know, you just don't feel like it every day of the week. You just don't. So You just go get grab something or whatnot. There's one particular day, uh, even you know. So me and my wife, said, all right, She want fried, deep fried chicken. So we go get some, right? Just a couple of hours, not too long afterwards, right? My wife's not starting feeling well. And for me, um, not to get into detail, but you know, when I realized, when my chest starts hurting, that means my blood pressure is going up, and okay. my, I felt like I felt like I was about like, oh, do I need to call emergency nine one one? Wow, wow. My wife wow. Had, your head was spinning. Yeah, we both we both was like almost down for the count, and that's the wow. only thing we both had was just this, 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 this ticket. And I was wow. like, okay, now maybe, now mind you, we, you know, I ain't the first time we eat no Popeye's chicken. Right. But, um, But sometime after that, you know, I had something else from them. I was like, okay, I got to put this down. I mean, you know, that's a, fried chicken is a staple in the African-American community. Now. Right, you know, right. On, that's like the,
2: Right. <laughs> you, can't
1: more, you can't get more generous than some on fried chicken. Right. And um, I said, all right, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, I just, I can't just say it, stop it all together. But at least I don't know what it is, but the Popeyes chicken and the sodium, whatever they put into it, y'all, I feel like I got. I, I feel like if I eat it, I, I'm going to make
2: that emergency room's
1: going to be calling, man.
2: Wow, wow Well you yeah, know what Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Thank you so much for giving us that Because you know How many other people are not watching And maybe they have You know they're not monitoring themselves Oh I got a hit Somebody said the same thing happened to them So that's what I was getting ready to say I'm glad you brought it up Because you know some people I always tell people watch your body Know your body. And like you said, you know, you notice that if certain things happen, you know, you pay attention to it. And other people are probably eating not just Popeyes, Ains, but other, you know, food, and they're getting some type of reaction, and they're not paying it any attention. So, you know what? Mm -hmm. Maybe, just maybe, you saying this. You know, other people will pay attention. So thanks for for bringing that up. Thanks so much for bringing that up. I yeah, and you know that. what?
1: And also too, um, I used to love um, like the, the biscuits.
2: Oh man, I love okay. the biscuits,
1: man. I was like, man, I could just eat a biscuit for breakfast and whatnot. <laughs> okay. But you know, but you know, I was starting to get a couple of biscuits for breakfast and whatever. But you know, Papa's not open that morning. It's not a. It's not a breakfast, you right. know, right. Um, chain food and stuff right. like that. But then when I looked at, that's a good thing. When I take a look at what the ingredients, I can't recall all what it is. But you know, some biscuits, man. I think it's high in, I think it's high in sodium as well.
2: Oh, um, dumb wow. biscuits, as okay. great
1: as it tastes, um, it's really not good for you. It really is. not Wow. So that's why I, I, think I, I never got into it like that. But after seeing what's in it, I'm like, okay, no, 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 uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, okay. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Everybody needs to listen up. Watch yep, yep. your body. Watch your bodies and watch how your body responds when you eat certain things. So, you know, again, you know, someone else responded that that had happened to them. It, it hasn't happened to us in this house, but, you know, I do know that for those of you who don't know, it's battered in egg. So. And I can't eat eggs. I have a very bad reaction to eggs, and I have to watch when I eat it. You know, a lot of times, again, you don't know the the ingredients. And, you know, so they're high in sodium. They do better their chicken and eggs. And if you ask them, they do tell you yes. So you have to definitely be careful of what you ingest. Thank you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to keep this going. Um, I don't want to go into the other area yet since you didn't just drop that piece of science. Let's say good morning to our brother Al. Good morning, brother Al.
3: Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chop of the morning. Good morning. How you doing?
2: I'm okay. Thanks. How you doing, brother Al?
3: Well, I'm doing great. I played a little hooky today. Had to take a break for them kids. I'm all good. <laughs> well, we glad that you got a little
2: R and R. You know, what oh, yeah. we talking about the the food that you know you, you need. You might need to skip at the restaurant. What have you found that you need to just up? You know what? I ain't going there. I'm not going there. I'm gonna leave this alone.
3: Um, it's funny because I don't eat out much at all. I cook a lot because I love cooking. But um, I know at one time it was the Chinese restaurant. Because see, with me going out, I'm very particular oh, yeah. about who handles my food. And all right. I got to do is see this one thing. I could be starving. I see one thing, and my appetite just go. Like, it's a big turn-off. So I, I cook a lot. And I remember one time... Uh, me and Tamika was going up and like Angie said, you know, you don't want to cook all the time, I ain't perfect cook all the time I'm like, you know what, let's grab a little something and me and Tamika went into Burger King and we stood on line and you know it was a guy there, he was like a manager or something. he was talking to another friend uh, somebody he knew came in the store and while he was talking he just reached his hands over in the french fry basket and got some fries and was eating them while he was talking to the guy then he no. finished talking to he came over. He was, good evening. How you doing? How may I help you? I said, that's all right. And I, I said, Chibigi, let's go. So I get terrified wow. very fast. And I worry about wow. people handling my food because I know everybody is not clean. And then with me, when I used to work in the kitchen, um, in the school, I learned so much about food. Like you said, with the temperature, it's so much right. that come with food that people don't understand and like you were saying, when hot food left, hot food has to stay at a temperature of 140 right. degrees or higher. That's right. If anything That's lower right. from that, bacteria grows. And so right. you know, learning all that stuff even put height in my thing. But um, like I said, the Chinese restaurant I used to go because I like Chinese food. And just one day at this Chinese restaurant around the way I used to go to, then you know, I went there a couple of times. Food was pretty decent. Then one day I went and got some food, and it was absolutely horrible. And I was like, you know what? And for those who don't know, there's an app called Pinterest. If you've never heard of Pinterest, Pinterest have a billion recipes. I stay on Pinterest, and I, I actually learned how to make my own Chinese food. So
0: oh, okay. they
3: was a Chinese restaurant right that I had to say. I mean, I make my egg rolls, shrimp fried rice, jerseys chicken, orange chicken. I make anything. <laughs> and, okay, but, um, okay. That's what I yeah, I had to I had to stay away for, I had to stay away from that 'cause the taste was just totally different. And I'm like you, I'm a water connoisseur, too. I love my water okay. and you could tell. Us who yep. love water, we could tell yep. hey, that from yep. and that water is still And That water is horrible. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yep. we know.
2: I don't even drink water through a straw, brother Al, 'cause I need the I need to taste the water to my lips. Because the straw will distort yeah, yeah. the taste of the water. <laughs> No, I need to drink that yeah. water direct. I don't want to put in no straw. Don't give no straw.
3: Nah. Because if so, yeah. then I'm, taking the I'm plastic and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and I know Tamika is listening. I'm glad you said that because when we get it, she like, you don't want no straw? No, I don't want no straw. I'm going to no, drink not from You know, they got water. to the point now. Right, and now you know they got to the point now where they don't do the the plastic straw no more. They do like a paper right. straw. That's straw. The straw yes. is marvelous.
2: Yes. The straw is horrible. Yes, brother. Yeah, Al that, no, that, that sounds number. horrible. Uh you can ask. And for those of you who don't know, you can—they do have plastic straws by at, at your request. Okay, so yeah. don't uh, don't have any fear if you you know want <laughs> if you want ask for a, uh, a straw. All right, so I want to give you that information. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brother Al. We're coming back because we got two okay. other things that we need to talk about, but let's just hit up Pastor K.L. since we're on this food tip that you need to stay away from. Good morning, Pastor K.L.
4: Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you?
2: I am doing well, thank you. How are you?
4: I am well as well, thank you.
2: Good, good, good. What have you learned that you need to stay away from? With? We call it out food. I don't know how many other people say it, but in this house, we just say out food. So with the out food, food in the restaurant, is there something you've come across that, you know, I'm not, I'm not messing with that no more?
4: Well, you know, I, I, I've always learned, you know, don't be a quitter. Just try it again. You know, there's, there's nothing I ain't for you. you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I've listened to all these stories, and you know, all sound like a bunch of, a bunch of wusses. You know what I mean? So is, you know, I, I mean, listen. Okay, I, I understand your chest hurt. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Take some water. You know what I mean? I mean, there's things that you can do to bring your pressure down. You know, I mean, uh, are we saying that all Chinese men are bad? No. Come on. Go to the next restaurant. You know, for for those of you who don't know, I think Pastor Steph knows that every morning, sometimes I get on late because I have to have my fried chicken and french fries every morning. Every morning. So I'm, I'm like, for all of you. Who have weak stomachs and can't deal with the public stuff. I'm sorry, but listen. Every now and then, I every now and then I get a burnt uh, a burnt wing. Am not? Am I not going back tomorrow? I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll talk <laughs> to you about that burnt <laughs> wing. I had. And maybe you'll put an extra wing in the box. You know, there's things to work out. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> you know what? Well, I'm glad we were able to get all the good advice. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
2: We, can, we got all the good advice. So we'll the local you know, right? We'll, we'll visit. We'll we'll make a trip to to uh, Alabama. We'll make a trip Br- to Alabama. Bring a
4: wing with you. Bring a wing with you. A man can't live on one wing.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness crazy. Well, speaking of you know children, <laughs> we've got this baby face. Oklahoma teenager 16 years old Who was Participating in a a Gang initiation Where he did a drive by Fired a gun and shot A five year old girl in the neck And uh, Thank God she did not die He's facing ten charges Well he was facing Ten charges including shooting with Intent to kill, firearm possession And drug possession he has had a string of incidences that he has been a part of. He is a menace to the neighborhood. Auntie says that you know he, her nephew, has been neglected his entire life by both his mother and father, who have been in and out of prison, and you know this has kind of fed excuse me, his behavior and outlook. They have now given him 50 years, and he will be eligible for a judicial review hearing in five years where they can possibly reduce the sentence if he's able to convince the judge that he's changed for the better. So my question to you gentlemen today, you know, What say you in regards to, okay, you're 16 years old, you've committed several crimes. They say he has a rap sheet at 16 years old. The biggest charge um, is the murder, the attempted murder charge. They've given him 50 years, and after five years, they're going to review your behavior, and if you can convince the judge that you can live a better life than they'll reduce your sentence. Can you show that in five years, Brother Ainsley?
1: I don't see how, though. You know, you like to see that there's some point that there is uh, some some redeeming value here and stuff like that. but. Hey, I'm sorry. You ain't. I mean, okay. Some people can be redeemed, but jail is not meant to redeem. It's just really meant to keep you all off the streets. And you know, my question is, I don't know what the figures are, but how effective are the programs to keep people to, to reduce recidivism, because recid- you know, keep people from coming back, recid- recidivism. And um, and you know, at first, you know, I was like, no, when you first mentioned it. I was like, oh, this kid, he just got to do the whole 50, man, you know, because he just, he just, there's no good here. But then again, you never know, like, every situation is different. You know, you don't know, like, really, was he, uh, was this really imposed on him? Like, you know, he may have been been neglected. However, you know, um, you know, the gang and he shit, you know, they kind of kind of imposed it on him. And, and so he's really been heavily influenced. And it put him in a situation and said, here's the gun, here's the drugs, go out and do this. And he just get caught out there. And not to say that he can't be redeemed, um, but, you know, there's a possibility. It may be a possibility. But I don't know that, how you're going to do that in five years in jail. Because to me, in jail, you just unless there's a strong influence otherwise, um, uh, what, what's going to be changed? And then when he come out, his mother and father, they're both in locked up in jail, you know, which is prop the root cause of everything. So, what's gonna happen when he do come out? Why what's gonna prevent him from you know what I'm saying? You know, at twenty he's he's a juvenile now. At twenty one he's definitely an adult. What are he gonna do then? At twenty one? He's gonna probably go do more of what he know do what he's been doing, and know more of. Probably joining joining the family, the gang. The street stuff and unless there's some serious serious intervention um some serious praying juvenile programs you know i um, give them a job uh i i don't see how that's going to happen in five years not that it can't but i just don't see it but it's a good thing probably they do have the uh a point where it's not like they just lock them up and throw away the key there is a a review panel and stuff like that but i don't see how it's going to be done I don't see how he can redeem himself for five years in jail. All
2: right, all right, all right. Brother Al, what say you? Can this be done where he can turn himself around and to the degree of convincing the judicial review board that he's a different person and they will lower the sentencing? They're not saying they're gonna let them out in five years, but just lowering the sentence. Can this be done?
3: Well, first of all, I'm surprised they're not using the word mental health because you know that come in, mental come in when when any time somebody do something, oh, this person got mental problems. You know, um, actually, I, I believe that it can. You know, um, I believe that you know uh, the program that they have in prison. Like if he used to go ahead and go and, and get his high school diploma, you know, go, and, go in there and go to school and, and get his diploma and, and um, you know, uh, be, in, <clears throat> excuse me, be in, in, in some of the programs that they have and, you know, and do really good at it, I, I think he could. I, I, I really do think he could. And that's the biggest problem with prison. They have to rehabilitate these people that come into prison, not just, Lock him up and throw away the key because you're not helping solve the problem. But if he go to school in there and and get involved with the programs that they have in prison and do well, I I, I believe that he can.
2: Okay, okay, Pastor KL, what what comes to your mind when you hear, you know, hey, you know, they've given him five years. Can he make this turnaround?
4: Well, I, I think it's all. In, in the circumstances, you know there, there are situations, you know, gang related, where you know the gang picked you. You don't necessarily pick them, and 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 you don't want to be part of the gang, but because you're afraid of the gang, then then sometimes you get caught up into them situations. You know, the you have or you have no parents, and now the streets are your parents. You, you know what I mean? So I think it, it, it's it's all a part of of your situation. I, I think if the gang picked you, listen. For 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 a lack of a better term, you got lucky going to jail because you could have got killed on the streets, you know. And, and perhaps getting out of that situation, you know what I mean. You, you might find Big Bubba who who who's not not trying to hurt you, but trying to encourage you and tell you, listen, this ain't where that. You know, I've been here forever. You know what I mean? Maybe someone can talk some scared straight or talk some sense into you saying, listen, you know, if these people are even offering you the opportunity in five years to to have a reduced sentence, you need to get it together. And when you get out there, you know, you need to act like you have some sense. So I think it, it, it's all a part of the situation. I think it can happen. And I think it could be
2: positive. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, they gave him 50 years. Five zero, you know, and we've found that, you know, they had to overturn this decision to give children life sentences. And during the COVID period, they were releasing some of these younger uh, inmates because they had served 20 and 30 years of a life sentence. And they said that, hey, you know, when you're 16 years old, you make decisions at that time that, you know, it just could have been a momentary thing or, or like in this particular case where the aunt said, you know, here's your circumstances. So this was a, a decision made in a circumstantial, you know, or with special circumstances. But, you know, you're not capable of making that level of decision as an adult. So you cannot give them adult sentences. So they've let them out. Now, here you have, you know, okay, we didn't give you life. Now, had it been an adult, they would have given them life because they could have. But they gave them 50 years because they couldn't give them life. So is 50 years too much? For a 16-year-old, Brother Al, he's committed this type of, of he, again, he's, had, he's got this rap sheet. He's been in trouble over and over and over again. He's a menace to society, as they say. He's uh, uh, the neighbors. He's driving everybody crazy. Again, he's, he's graduated to this level of crime. Is 50 years too much to put on him? Is it like life?
3: Um I would say no, you know as as you start um or people them who don't know the law and what's you know and how it works, it's like as you keep continuing doing things that works against you, you know and then you start developing strikes, okay, when they gave you two two strikes, one more strike, We throw in a book at you and you go and you do that strike, so you know i i, I don't think so, I think you know they gave the time, and you know. Th- Possibly get yourself together, you know. And even doing the the, the uh, stipulation of, okay, we're gonna we're gonna visit you back in five years to see how are you doing, you know. Do you do you really want to be back out here on the street? You know, we know we're gonna need some time, but we're gonna take some time off if you can get together. Show us that you can get together, you know. So I, I would say I would say no, and you know a lot of people feel sorry and be like, oh, he's just a kid and this and that. But it's like what we always say, yeah, that's fine and all until it's in your backyard until your daughter got shot or, or he didn't harm the staff, your son. You know, so I, I'm sorry, but no, I, 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 um, 50 years is good.
2: All righty, all right. Pastor KL, they initially gave him 50 years. Now, if they did not decide to review this, in five years, ten years, or whatever situation it is, because they did not say 50 years without the possibility of parole. They said just a, a straight 50 years. Is that too much for a child who is 16 years old? You know, is that equivalent to life?
4: Yeah, at, at 50 years at a 16-year-old, that's life. I mean, when you get out, what you going to do? What what job are you getting? What, what, what life? Are you really living? You know, I mean, you are definitely um, coming out with prison mentality, and that's all that you're going You You already went in with prison mentality. Now you're coming out with even more prison institutional mentality. That That's that's totally life to be, you, even in, in your mind. Even if you're able to come outside and, and, and you know, be in your right mind, you're still not going to be in your right mind. You know, thing, things evolve every year you know, to different things, different technology, different things. You will never catch up. Never catch up. I, I, I think, you know, for a sixteen year old though though the crime was definitely heinous, that that's too long. For a sixteen year old. Again, depending on, on the circumstance. You know, if 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 he's just, you know, raw and and have no reason for it, then then perhaps. But like I said, if if it's gang related and he was initiated and stuff like that, I I think 50 years is a long time, a long time.
2: So what time would you feel, you know, is appropriate for that particular behavior?
4: I'd say 25 to 30.
2: Okay, okay. All righty. Brother Ains, 50 years equivalent to prison, 50 years too long, too short, not enough, way overboard. What do you think?
1: Well, fifty years—that's a lifetime, right there. <laughs> that's 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 life. No matter at sixteen, you know, what I mean, coming out at uh, sixty-six years—that's that's life, man. You know, every you know, you know what happens in fifty years—that's um, life for him. So, I mean, is that just? For, like like Pastor Kay, every situation is different and like you know so I agree it's one thing if he chose a gang or a gang chose him that does make a part into it so uh, for that fact alone um, you know I would say maybe I would agree with Pascal I would say maybe like 25 you know I, like I said it's a good thing that there is a review point they say they're going to look at it 5 years and see where they go from there. I think that's good, because at 21, look in five years, he should be able to, if he really want to redeem himself, he can get his high school diploma. He can learn a trade. He can probably get his, at least an associate degree. If he try hard, maybe a bachelor's degree. It all depends on him what is, what's going to be his motivating factor, or is there a motivating factor for him to be a good member of society? So, um, I think it's, it depends on where where he where where he goes. It depends on how much time he really should get. He I def- he definitely got to pay pay the cost for what he did. Um, but fifteen that's a lifetime. That's really a lifetime. So I would agree. Maybe review it in five years. Maybe he get may, at the minimum fifteen. But I, I'm thinking most of made like twenty five. So least at maybe about forty one. You still got some life left into you. You can still, um, you can do. You can still, you know, be a positive member of society. But um, I, I, I think you know, at twenty-five, that's, that's 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 a good time to be off the street. Um, but fifty is is straight fifty. Uh, you know that that's a lifetime, man. Like, that's that's life, man.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna shift gear a little bit, and, and uh, there's a question that I want to come back to, but I want to address this particular story next. You have this shooting, this mass shooting again, another mass shooting here in the United States, and this time it's in Maine, where a you know a, a gentleman if you will, you know, he goes up in the bowling alley where there's a children's league taking place. He goes up in a local bar. And between these places, you have 18 lives that have been taken. You know, he's someone who has come from the military and blah, 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 blah. Well, you have this representative who has been voting against banning the assault-style weapons several times. He's voted against it. And now that it's happened in Maine, there's a change of feeling, thought. I will read his quote. I have opposed efforts to ban deadly weapons of war like the assault rifle used to carry out this crime. The time has come for me to take responsibility for this failure, which is why I now call on the United States Congress to ban assault rifles like the one used by the sick perpetrator of this mass killing. I ask for forgiveness and support as I seek to put this Put an end to this To these type Terrible shootings So now you Have this You know I'm a staunch believer All these other times where he's Voted where no Absolutely not do not ban These weapons despite The fact that these are the same weapons that have Been used for school shootings And the the the, the uh, Mall and you know all these other places, but now that it's in your backyard, you now have a change of heart. What say you pastor k l
4: yeah, you know you know i am a stickler for you know unless the storms in your backyard, we don't really care about it and 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 that that's exactly what this is. you know what I mean now it's hitting home and and it's closer you know, to, to what you like it to be, you know, and, and now you have to do something about it because the next step is you. You know, any, anytime stuff comes close, you know, that you can taste it or feel it, you know what I mean? Then we have to do something about it. You know, as long as the dog is menacing up the block, it's okay. Somebody just need to get the dog. But now when the dog comes into your backyard, listen, we, we really need to shoot this dog and kill this dog because now, you know, it, 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 it's potential threat to my whole livelihood. So I think that that's what this case is. You know, we've heard all these other type of killings and, you know, we, we needed to keep guns because, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people, you know, but but now that that's in our backyard, now there's a problem.
2: Okay, brother Ainsley, you know, we need to ban the assault weapons now
1: Yeah, um, you know what this is this is yeah, like like you've been saying it's like I don't know if they're saying the chicken come home to the roost. It's like when it's now when it's expecting you I, I said this before it's, it's only when these politicians, when it's going to affect them personally or their family, or more directly, is when they're going to change their position on it. Because you may, this may go into another situation, another topic, but you know the NRA is highly behind this and on whatnot because you know. So they got these people in their back pocket, know to uh, d- to always ban it. You can't even get even sensible. Uh, um, which everybody agree on simple a background check. Just just check to make sure like this person is not a felon who's trying to get a um to make sure this person of it has a decent mental stability to own a gun or, you know, just just simple common sense, not even the band, but just just go do a little simple background check. You know, they would just have it that apparently like anybody can just go in and get these high powered, warlike, you know, um machinery and stuff like that. So and um, I'm just saying for me personally, I tried to address this directly to the NRA because they didn't want to hear nothing from me. And so, um, and I say, it's only going to take it only when these politicians, when it hits them personally or their family, their loved ones, or they're more directly affects them, where 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 the money is not an issue for them anymore, or their political aspirations is not, it's not important to them anymore, then they're going to flip that's what it seems like the only thing it's going to take because common sense is not it's not it's not ha- it does seem to be resonating so uh this it seems unfortunately it's like a lot of people Will have to die in different areas so so it is it, instead of it's, now it's, it's you people now when it it's them everybody oh now we got to make a change yeah so uh um and it's it's it's, it's it's heartbreaking you see the, you know, I mean, you know, children, um, uh, senselessly and, you know, uh, killed like that. So no, there's no place for it really. No.
2: All right. Brother Al, you know, children, brother Ailey just said, and unfortunately it's been how many other people's children? You had the Uvalde shooting. You've had the other schools, um. You know that have been Attacked and where children Have lost their lives And you know Again now that it's In your court Now We've got to do something about this Please forgive me Please forgive me for not uh, Taking this Seriously I'm going to put that word out there What do you say To that one
3: it, you know, he he looked crazy doing that. You know, how about just saying, "Hey, look, you know, it, it happened in my backyard, so now we got to do something." That's what you should just, just say. <laughs> you know, um, they they need to do better. You know, one of the things is, you know, I I see um, all the arguments about the NRA and the guns and stuff. Number one, it's not going to change. So they, I think they're. They're, they are attacking this the wrong way. You have to put things in order, just like you do with alcohol. Alcohol is never going to stop being sold. So what did they do? They said, okay, now you got to be 18 years or older to get it. You know, they put certain stipulations. Or if we catch you selling alcohol to a minor, we take taking away your license. You know, um, I remember when I was younger, I was able to go to the store and get cigarettes from my dad. I hated it. How little kids, but now they put this thing in, and it's the same thing they have to do with these guns. No matter what law, whatever they do, guns are going to be on the street. So I think they're attacking it wrong. How can we, how can we kind of maintain it? Because it's going to happen. I don't care what you do, guns going to get out on these streets. How are we going to do it? How about doing stiffer? If you get caught with legal gun, you're doing twenty years. You know they need to they're, they're put some stipulations in there because it's not going to stop you know and like you said these high power rifles you're not in war why are you even having it? you know selling those out there and like I said he looked crazy you know oh, we're not gonna do it no don't. We're not, we're not gonna ban that no let's keep it now that it didn't happen in your backyard and now you're sitting there looking crazy oh forgive me no I ain't forgiving you do something about it you want you want forgiveness do something about it and you should have been did something about it instead of waiting until it hit your backyard and me you know, we say this on the Do Town Show all the time. It's always until it hits your backyard. Not everybody want to, you know, cry about it and say this and that. We need to care more about everything that's going on and say, what can we do? Especially these leaders, what can we do to prevent it from coming in my backyard? How about that? All righty,
2: all righty. Well,
3: can, can can I can can I just say one
4: thing? Sure. You know that that becomes. And, and and I understand the argument, but that becomes very very difficult when we allow places like Walmart to sell these guns. You know, oh, they just brother. sell all type of stuff. Oh, you know, it, it becomes it becomes very very difficult when the state that I'm I'm in, Alabama, is an open carry state. And guess what? You don't have to have a license to open carry. You don't you, you don't you don't need to go down to to to, to the police station or to, to the courthouse and. Obtain a license and you can have a gun, you know, so, so uh, until we, we, we kind of stop these kind of things where, where guns are so easily obtained, like Walmart, you know, where we don't have to have a license or we don't have to be, um, you, you know, we, we don't have to fill out an application to find out who we are. Until we stop doing those kind of things, it, it's going to be hard to get these guns off the streets because it's too easy, easily accessible accessible rather
2: absolutely absolutely yeah,
4: that's true. That's true. It's
2: very, and I never understood how you know you sell a gun at Walmart I never understood that and, and it wasn't until I was in a in a Walmart that I actually learned that you could actually get a gun and I was like well what kind of I need to get up out of here You know, I I would never imagine something like that being so easily accessible. And to me, at that point, every single shooting that takes place, they need to be held accountable for. When you don't put these type of um, things in place that help to prevent this, that stops the access, easily that you own the responsibility and you know the the, the next thing that I noticed in this article brother Al kind of brought it up you know where they're saying um, that uh, they're now going to make the regulations a little different because they're going to focus on mental health and increasing security. And this is what we're talking about here. So, you know, I, I'm going to come to you, Brother Ains. we got a couple of more minutes to talk about this this connection with, okay, now, 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 you know, we're going to address the mental health issue and the, the people who actually get access to these guns
1: now yeah it's like you know remind me y'all it remind me like of the, the the drug problem so like when i say back in the 70s and you know when african-american black minorities it was on drugs, they you know uh or they drug addicts and everyone addicts it's those people those kind and whatnot but now when it seems it's hit the more the general population more you know, more white Caucasian and European, oh, now it's more of a mental health, it's a, you know, it's a health, it's a, you know, it's like a general health problem. Now we got to address all of this, you know, the mental capacity and stuff like that. So it's more of the same. It's like, okay, if it was just African Americans, blacks, minorities, it's you, those. Now when it hits your backyard, oh, now we're going to treat, now we're going to really deal with this the totality of everything and consider everything we can do to to address this you know mental health and and everything that goes along that goes along with it you know it's more it's more it's more the same to me it's more the same it's not now, now i you so now you really want to address it but like maybe if you had to get this have more empathy and it really have more caring for in general for everybody to it you know that's the saying, uh, prevention is better than cure. So had we tried to right. prevent this a long time ago, there would have been as much cure needed to be done right now. So, yeah, that's where we at, to me.
2: Okay. Brother Al, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, now they're saying we're going to address mental health, we're going to address security you know, tightening security, and uh, I think it was Brother Ainsley who brought it up. You know, making the, you know, the uh, applications and, and the accessibility a little harder. What do you think about holding these people responsible who will not ban the rifles, who have not made a stringent application process? How do you hold them accountable, or do you hold them accountable?
3: Absolutely, I think you should um, hold them accountable. Uh, you know, especially the people who uh, are selling the guns. Again, they they're in this business; they know what these guns do, but they like they don't know. And this person can just come in, regular home person. Hey, let me get that. I want to get an AK forty-seven, and you and you sell it to them without asking any questions and stuff. They definitely should be held accountable and you know uh one of the things we always said this is why we need Jesus because people need to understand that everything is not mental health some of this stuff is demonic you know and 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 you know they look past all of that and you know when president obama was in office he had he had uh put in place that if you had any uh background or anything of mental health you could not purchase a weapon and of course Trump came in and removed that. You know, so so these people need to be held accountable. You know, you, you definitely need to be held accountable. And again, like you said, it's, it's guns are gonna be there. I don't care what you do, if you put this in order, this, this, whatever, they're gonna get out illegal like anything else. But again, if you're putting a tap on it, like you say, Oh hey, you get caught with a leave gun, you're doing twenty years or less, you know or, you know, just put these things in order, I believe that that really uh, would, would, would help out a lot. These stores that sell those high power rocks, okay, y'all got open carriers, but i tell you what, you sell that AK, and somebody use it, you're held responsible for it. And I think that would slow down. I don't think it would solve it, but I think it would slow down. That would make people think and say, hey, you know what, if I carry this and get caught with it, I'm doing 20 years with no question. You know, I think that, that would help out, make the, like I said, the application, make it harder. You know, make, make it harder. You want to own this gun, okay, this is the stuff you're going to go through. It's going to take you at least a year to get it because we need to go through all of this. Stuff. How are you going to sell guns to somebody and not do a background check? You know, this person here might have a whole history of domestic violence. Now, he even got to the point where, you know what, I can't have her Nobody going to have her. Let me go get me a gun and fix this. You don't even check the see if Got any records on file, police file? That's insane. So they need they need to fix that. And like you said, Walmart, you go to Walmart and you buy a gun. Jamaica holds me hopping in Walmart. I can't go in there no more because they sell so young. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh,
2: this is crazy. All yeah, right. So. Pastor K.O., I'll ask you. I'm talking about even going above the the level of the the seller. If you've been voting against banning these guns and now something jumps off, should they now, these lawmakers, and even if you stick it to you know, if you confine yourself to the local, like such as the one who's speaking now, do you hold them responsible? Is this a way of now making more people aware of your responsibility? You just can't say I I vote that you uh keep we sell guns and leave it now to the responsibility of the seller. Now you're taking this up the chain. Do you even hold these lawmakers Are these voters responsible when things like this happen?
4: Yeah, I think, first of all, you have to make the the lawmakers responsible as opposed to the sellers simply because I can only only sell what you allow me to sell. If you tell me I can't sell cigarettes to, to minors, then I can't sell cigarettes to minors. And if I do it, then you can hold me responsible. But if you tell me I can sell cigarettes, then, then, then if that person gets cancer, it's not my fault because I have the ability to sell this is a choice that, that, that you make. I, I think we have to stop being reactive and stop being proactive. You know, we, we always find ourselves changing laws or changing things after something detrimental has happened. You know, we, we don't think this thing through. Because nothing has happened yet, we don't think about this could happen, and perhaps we need to put this in place we we're, we're continuously behind the gun, we're continuously you know reacting to things that that is happening that is causing changes in people's lives. We need to start being proactive as as, as leaders as as people who who make these laws, who changes these laws. They have the ability to fix this thing. Now, if something happens after they fix it, then it's on the person who's done it.
2: All righty. All righty. Brother Ainsley, I did not ask you that particular question, but do we hold, you know, even above the seller? You know, this man has said, hey, I have voted several times that there be no ban on assault rifles. Now, since I voted the first time there were two shootings and mass mass shootings with this that used the assault rifle. Since I voted the second time there was one. Since I voted the third time there was one. Now the next one happens in my hometown and now I want to change the law. Had we held him accountable the first time, we wouldn't be here. Possibly, is it too far-fetched to hold lawmakers or these voters responsible?
1: Yeah, uh, I wish, wish we could. I really wish we could. Reality. I wish we could. I think morally, we probably can, but legally. I mean, as far as, you know, we really you gotta be compensated for, 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 for the action, uh, reality, reality is that's not gonna happen. Um, but, you know, so it's like more of a, a moral addressing it and stuff like that. Um, because again, it's only happening in their backyard, that's the reason why we are making, making, making a change. But again, it's like, again, only when it really affects you, um it's going to, it's like, where's common sense, going to, it's just going to keep in, you're right? So you would think that if you hope people responsible, not to get off topic, but it's like, it reminds me of, like, when the police. Now, this is only like, in the New York City area, I'm like, you know, can have immunity. So it's like, they do things, but they know, all right, they, they, they're going to be immune, whatever they transpired. They can kill us, like, oh, I'm in the process, of doing my job. I can't be, I can't be personally responsible for what happened. My thing is, no, you need to be personally responsible for all your actions, too. To get you any, any immunity of liability, you do something wrong, you got to pay for it. And I think the same thing applies, as you're saying, you know, for the politician. No, you, got, you are responsible. Uh, promises will, will kick in. Uh, there will be a ban on this stuff automatically. I think overnight it would if that was the case, you would have be having this issue. uh um, but that's not the case. So so it's, I think right now reality is we just you know, you gotta try to persuade morally pray on this thing. Um but it's like it seems like it's only gonna change when it hits them personally or, you know, somewhere close close to them. Which you wish it could, um making uh, uh, personally liable, but, um, you know, we limited how much liable we can address them to, I think, with serving.
2: All righty. Oh, you gentlemen have done a fine job. We thank you so much for your contribution into this conversation, and we pray you have a blessed weekend.
3: You did the same. Hey, you too, Pastor thank
2: Thank you. All righty. Uh, let's get to this benediction. Uh, let me make sure I got the right one that I want. Mm. First Thessalonians three twelve and thirteen. May the Lord make you increase and in, abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish our hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Amen. Amen. You know, it, it, it does seem far-fetched that, you know, we would get the politician's And snag them for the behavior of these people When these mass shootings occur Again, you know, I I put it out there just like that You know, I voted, you know, against banning the weapons Because I didn't think anything was going to happen So after I vote the first two mass shootings occur. You never have one person shot with these, with these uh, automatic weapons. You never have these happen with these assault rifles. Never one person. It's always multiple people. So it might give me something to think about, but when I vote a second time, I say, nah, you know, that was an isolated incident. You know, the average person doesn't think like that. You know, we sell thousands and thousands of assault rifles and, you know, one out of, you know, 993, you know, you can't win them all. So I vote that we don't ban them. And when I vote again, two, three years down the line, two more mass shootings take place. And then it happens again. Well, at this point, somebody needs to take responsibility and accountability. It can't just be the shooter because just like Brother Al said, you know, this is not all a mental illness thing. This is an evil thing. People are simply evil and evil reigns. You know, the, the enemy is the prince of this world. They reign. It doesn't matter that you've sold 993 assault rifles in the year of 2023, but we only had two mass shootings where 30 people got shot in total. So you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad. One lost life senselessly is enough to ban these assault rifles from getting in the hands of people because when you purchase this you may not have been psychotic and then down the line something happening you know you jumped off now I'm not saying that nothing was ever going on wrong upstairs but I hope you kind of get what I'm saying you know this this here like brother Al said you know a, a nice analogy you know you you have you know when I first got with you I was in love Oh, I loved you to the hills, and I bought you flowers, and I took care of you, and I wined and dined you. And then as time went on, we stopped getting along, and all of this stuff started coming out. Now you're out here dating someone else because we're not together. You don't want me no more. Now I flip my wig. Well, there was something lying dormant all along, but it took things to happen for it to come out. Well, that's what happens with people who just buy assault rifles. You and I are not going to go buy an assault rifle. Why? Because we don't have any reason to purchase an assault rifle. Something has to be wrong upstairs, even a little wrong if you want to say it like that, for you to just buy, just to buy an assault rifle. Something is lying dormant upstairs. So we need to make sure that somebody Somebody is held responsible outside of the shooter, outside of the seller. And our prayer is that we get to that point. And knowing that with God all things are possible, I'm not going to limit the fact that this will never happen. Will it take? I might be dead and gone. But we didn't think, because we haven't heard This happened before. No one has come out publicly and said, you know what, I really didn't rethought this thing. And uh, I don't think we need to be selling these assault rifles because, you know what, I didn't think it was going to hit that close to home. But now that it has, you know what, let me just ban it. No one has been honest enough to say that. You know, we don't know how many people have felt this way. And now when they go back to the table, they may have voted against, you know, this this uh, selling of these assault rifles. We don't know because it's not out here. But he was willing to say, I goofed. And you know what? It took till I got close to home. You know, it got close to home. You know, I think it was Brother Al who said he might as well just say it. Well, he did. He just didn't use those words. He did. He did say it didn't matter until it, it became my neighbor, my neighbor's kid. It didn't happen to my family, but it happened to my my child's or my grandchild's classmate. Or it happened to, you know, the, the local bar owner. He's had that bar for for 25 years He's a good guy, and now all of a sudden, because somebody crazy comes through, they're going to die. So he did. He did actually say it, just didn't use those words. So we didn't think this was going to happen. We always say, well, not until it, it reaches home, but it just doesn't seem to reach home enough, where enough of them can turn their decision around. Sometimes it's not until they get out of office that this stuff happens. So their vote doesn't even matter anymore because they're no no longer voting. And when they voted, it was for yes. It wasn't for no. So, you know, we go through cycles of regret, remorse, cycles of I didn't really thought this thing out or cycles of reality didn't hit. And now I realize that something isn't right here. That, wow, I just didn't think it would get this bad. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe it'll hit somebody who can make this decision to hold other politicians or the voters. You know, maybe it'll hit them in their family or close to home or in their neighborhood where they would now say, you know what, if you had not voted, then this would not have happened. So now we're going to hold you responsible. I'm not going to say that it'll never happen. You know, my prayer, your prayer, our prayer, if we continue to hold hands and hold hearts and give these issues to the Lord. And the, the Bible speaks of this. He says, if all who are called by my name, if they will turn from their wicked and evil ways, then I will heal the land. So it's not going to be just, you know, everybody in the room changing. It's going to have to be Stephanie who makes the change. And because Stephanie makes the change, Shanti, Shawnee, and Tamasia make the t- change. And because they make the change, Mariah makes the change. And because Mariah makes the change, her classmates make the change. When we start making the change individually, then we start making a change as a whole. And with that when God begins to see that we want to change, not just one. Remember, when, when when that land changed, he forgave. He said, I will not punish. I will not, you know, uh, 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 turn, you know, I will not put my wrath on you. So, you know what, we want God to get to the point where we don't feel his wrath, but he makes the change that needs to be made. It's Pastor Step signing off, and I want to thank my due-time crew, Amen, for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. If you've already given your life to Christ, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord because today, tonight, tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Until Monday, God spares where we'll be shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. I Love You.